1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Something God wants every born-again believer to do. Saints of the Most High God are some blessed people. We're blessed because we have a God who loves us like nobody else will ever love us. He proves His love for us by doing things for us that nobody else can do. One of the many things that our God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity that nobody can close on me and you. Doors that He desires for us to walk through so that we can be blessed by, as well as a blessing in, all that it is He has planned to prepare for me and you. But in order to walk through the doors that God opened for me and you, we have to believe that it's true, that He really did open doors of opportunity for me and you. Otherwise, we won't walk through the doors that was open for me and you. And that which He opened the door for us to obtain and experience, will never be obtained or experienced by me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready enough, here it comes.
2: Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me speak to you about what God has in store for you. First Peter chapter two. Remember every time God opens a door, Satan's going to try to shut that door, but we are to learn that can't no man shut it. Hey man, glory to God. You can walk through, but he can convince you to do something other than what it is that you're supposed to do. That's what Satan's tactic is is to convince you that you're not going to receive what God has in store for you. And therein back up to get you to conduct yourself differently than the way God created you to conduct yourself so that you cannot receive what God has in store for you at that point because you become ineligible. First Peter chapter two, we'll start reading in verse nine. Here's your mandate as a representative of God. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. You are also a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That, which means that this is what he wants you to do, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy, full of mercy. Why? Because God has extended mercy all into the midst of our lives. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, a stain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Look at that fleshly lust, out of balance desires. Satan is going to do something to charge your desires to get out of balance one way or another. We're going to be talking about that later. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Of course, that shall behold is tied to the fact that you recognize and realize that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that's called out to show forth his glory, that you recognize that and decide to live that out and order your life accordingly. And because of that, God says, I know they're going to see your good works. And as a result of them beholding your good works, then they're going to glorify God in the day of visitation. And of course, because of that, we're supposed to submit ourselves unto God and do what it is that God wants us to do and do it the way he wants us to do it. Praise God. But as a result of us doing what, we, what we're supposed to do, the way God wants us to, God has an opportunity to be allowed the power of God to be able to release, be released into the midst of your life. And we know that Satan comes with offense. Satan comes with difficulties. Satan comes with stuff happening between people in order to cause you to, not, uh, to, to get in the way of the power of God being released into the midst of your life so that everybody else can see the awesomeness of God through thee. But if you do what you're supposed to do, the power of God can be, re- be released. Remember, we already learned in Mark chapter 11 about how God says that we can speak to mountains and the mountains shall remove, shall be removed. That if we tell that, that mountain to take a swan dive over there in that lake, it will take a swan dive, dive full, gainer, get full tens all the way across the board and do exactly what it is we told it to do. But he says, and as ye stand praying, forgive, which means that it's connected to, it's not separated from, it's connected to which means that in order for that to occur, you got to get this unforgiveness out of the middle of you, that stuff that they did to you, that stuff that they that how they harmed you, how they hurt you, how they still harming you, how they still hurting you, how they still frustrating you. You got to get this stuff out of you because Satan knows that's one of the things which will stop the power of God from being able to flow the way it's supposed to flow so that mountains can be moving as they fly to and fro. God says he knows that. That's why he's telling you forgive because if you don't forgive, None of this power will have opportunity to flow through you the way he wants it to. None of this awesome stuff that will have opportunity to flow through you like he wants it to. That's why if you ever notice, anytime you recognize an awesome call on your life, anytime you recognize where God has called you out to do a particular thing in the body of Christ, anytime you recognize where God has opened a door for you, stuff's going to happen right after that to you. And it's always, not always, usually going to come through people. It's usually going to come through people. And how about this? It's usually going to come through the people who are just about the closest ones to you. Family, friends, husbands, wives, children. You got it? Uh, uh, Satan, use your dog. <laughs> Praise God if he can get it across. Amen. I have leave one over in the corner. Praise God on your brand new carpet. But it's always going to come through folk. Everybody say folk. Everybody say family. family. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago I was running into a difficulty. My wife still laughs about it from time to time. I was running into a difficulty, and I had surrounded myself with nothing but ministers, basically, you know, because I was so deep into the ministry and operating in the ministry. But it seemed like I kept getting jammed by ministers, you know. And I'm thinking like that ought not be. Praise God, these people of God, these awesome <laughs> people of God. I like I keep getting jammed by them, you know. And I went up there, you know, belly aching. You know how we do, you know, call ourselves praying, complaining to the Lord. Saying, Lord, wait a minute, I thought, how, how is it that I keep getting jacked up by all these ministers that's around me? How I keep getting towed up and, and jammed and lied on and all this other kind of stuff? And God, you know how matter of fact God is in his answers. He said, well, that's all that's around you. Who else can he use? I was like, hmm, that's good. That, that, that makes sense. You know, God's word makes sense. Are you listen to Him. if you just ask him, he'll, he'll make some sense and stuff for you. Praise God. He said, that's all that's around you. So who else can he use? You got to understand that Satan will use the closest people around you if he can get through to them to be able to say something to you, do something to you, cause something to happen to you. Amen. Let's, let's flip the script before you start talking. Mm-hmm, yeah. And use you to jack somebody else. Come on. Give me just as strong of an amen on that one. Yeah, man. You, cause any of us are usable at any point in time, unless we walk according to the truth that flows through the God divine. Are you listening to me? Amen. We can jack somebody else too. We can do something other folk don't like. Amen. Every one of us. Say amen. Amen. Yes, we can. That's why you ought to watch yourself every day. Pay attention to yourself every day. That's why the Bible teaches you that you ought to die daily. talking about to yourself. Don't be like going trying to commit suicide. It's talking about to yourself. Die to yourself and your own needs, your own desires, or that lust, that fleshly lust that he's talking about, which will end up causing problems to be able to occur. Because anytime a desire starts rising up too high, anytime it starts going too far, it's going to cause you to fall. Are you listening to me? That's my Texas talk. How y'all like it? Too fur. I told you, hey, hey, I'm losing some of this Detroit and picking up some of this Texas. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Yeah, yeah, because you called to do great things. And since you called to do great things, Satan knows that if I can cause some stuff to happen between you and them, it should stop the ability for you to be able to accomplish the great things. This happens over and over and over again in Scripture. That's why it's happening to you but don't be moved, don't be surprised because powerful people in scripture were able to press through to make it to the things that God had in store for them and so will you. And most of the ones I'm gonna tell you about in this, in, this, in this session today were not even operating under the covenant that you operating in. They just had a fear of God. You have the love of God residing on the inside of you. And because you've got the same love that God has and the same faith that God has on the inside of you, you can bo- you can definitely move forward and do what it is that God has told you to do. Let's get, let's look at a couple of examples of some folk that was jammed, but they still forgave and still move forward into the awesome call that God had on their lives. Also turn to Genesis chapter 12. Yeah. Show you some folk Genesis chapter 12 who got, I mean, just flat out jammed. So if any of this is sounding familiar, understand they made it through. So can you Genesis chapter 12, of course, We know, you know, we always go to verse one and start talking about the awesome call that God did to Abram and the statements that he made to Abram. But how many know that when people are married that those two are one? And since those two are one, the call that's on one life, technically the other one is involved with it just as importantly as the other one is. There might've been a spoken word to one person, but the other person is just as involved as the other one. I'm called to the ministry. I'm called to do awesome things in the body of Christ. I'm already doing it. I'm affecting your lives. I'm affecting other people's lives. And there's a whole bunch more that's in store. We won't talk about it right now, but I'm called to do some stuff. But at the exact same time, I cannot be called to do all these awesome things. And I can't have a wife running with me that can't walk with this kind of call. Are you listening to me? That's why she's called just like I'm called. Are you listening to me? She's, I, remember, I remember when the Lord started training me in ministry and had me, I mean, yeah, had me go to a ministry school. And right after I completed the ministry school, he told me right after that, he said, your wife is going to be going right after you because I need her to to uh, partially understand the call I have on your life. I'll never forget what he said. Partially understand. And I said partially. He said she'll never fully understand it. He said, because I've called you. He said, but she's there to help you. She'll understand enough to be able to help you. She won't understand it all. Amen. So I understand why she's looking at me crazy sometimes when I be wanting to do great things for y'all. And she'd be looking like, do you see how much this cost? You know, <laughs> amen, praise God. <laughs> Watch y'all look over here? Amen, praise God. <laughs> You're looking at her, that's my wife. I still protect her now, amen. <laughs> amen, so <laughs> you said, she, but she'd never fully understand. But the other person is, 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 is called right along with you, which means that they are affected and Satan can affect them, which will turn around and affect you. The call that's on your life is one of the reasons why he's using them to be able to cause the difficulty. And the same vice versa. They're called just like you call you. You're not just called and they're there to help you. They're called and you're there to help them also. But if stuff can get up between the two of you, then neither one is going to want to do anything to help the other one, much less be around the other one. Are you listening to me? But, and so Satan knows that he will then at least water down the ability for you to be able to accomplish the call to the fullness of what you need to do to accomplish it. Like, for instance, presently, I'm around here all the time. Praise God. I mean, all the time. be. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you all the time. I'm around here all the time. But my wife has to understand that in order for that to be able to happen. Because if she don't understand that, she will put enough pressure on her brother. Trust me. She will put enough pressure, pressure on her brother where I won't be around all the time. I'll be around some of the time. Which means some of those times that you call that, need, that you might need help or some of those times that somebody else calls and they might need help, I'm not around. But God had to put a person with me who understands what's going on and to be able to keep love flowing between the two of us so that she can lovingly say, go on and do what God has called you to do. Rather than, hmm, what you doing up there again? You ain't taking care of this. You ain't taking care of that. You ain't handling this. You always walk around trying to save the world. But what about your little boy and girl? Come on up in here. Talking about laying hands on the sick, lay hands on that trash and take it out. Why don't you do that? You know, (laughs) hey, hey, hey. Even though you do need to lay hands on the trash and take it out, praise God. Don't come up in there all holy, praise God. Talking about you know all this that was done. Forget all that. Make the bed. Pick up your drawers. Amen. Praise God. That that's just as godly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because you know it's ungodly walking in a room seeing somebody else's drawers laying all over the place, especially after they were worn. Y'all y'all felt me. I don't even have to get no explanation, do you? This the eight o'clock. I ain't got to get no explanations here. <laughs> Amen, so come on, act right, pick up your stuff. So, we all know about the call on Abram's life, but but Sarah was affected with this also. Turn to Genesis chapter 12. Let's start reading it, verse eight. Verse six, and Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanites were was then in the land and the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed will I give this land and there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. I see, he responded correctly to the Lord speaking to him. He built an altar. I mean, that's, that's, that's nice and holy. He said, and he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and that place on the east and there he built an altar unto the lord and placed upon the name of the lord look at him look at him doing all this right stuff Verse nine and abram journey going on still toward the south and there was a famine in the land and abraham went down into egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land uh oh we're already starting to see flaws in his in in, in his situation Anytime a person moves based upon circumstances and situations, it demonstrates that they're willing to compromise. Anytime a person moves based upon circumstances and situations, it demonstrates they're willing to compromise. So although he's doing all this altar stuff, demonstrating the fact that he's plugged into God, he's also demonstrating that he ain't fully plugged in. We'll go on. Verse 11. And it came to pass that when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Check it out, this Eastside Detroit version. Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Or another way of looking at it, she fine. Fine in a mug. At least Abram she is. It says, therefore, it shall come to pass that when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. He said, you so fine, they'll kill me over you. Say, I pray thee, that thou art, my sister say I pray thee that thou art my sister he said he, "This is what I need you to do I need you to lie to the people of Egypt for me now hold up what about that altar you built over here and what about all these words of God that you received and what about all this that God's going to be with you and he's going to do all these awesome things for you and through you but even people of God can find themselves doing things that they ought not do conducting themselves in ways they ought not conduct themselves forgetting all about the fact that they are chosen people are you listening to me? And start acting just like the rest of the world. That happens even in the midst of some relationships. Well, folk. Act like the world all up in the midst of relationship and they can do stuff to you. They can ask you to do things that just aren't right. They can conduct themselves in ways that are totally ungodly. Even people of God chosen by God. He says, say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake. <laughs> that it would be well for me for your sake, or another way of looking at it, it's going to cost you that everything's okay with me. And my soul shall live because of thee. Stop for a second. (laughs) I don't know. We read through the Bible kind of fast, you know. You don't mind if I slow this one down for a minute. Ladies now say, hey. Hey. You got to see what homie just asked. He said, look, when we get ready to go up in this city, he just stopped, put a pause button on everything. He said, yo, baby, yo, yo, baby. You know you fine. She like, "Mm mm-hmm. He said, you know you're mine. He, she said, mm-hmm. He said, you know you're going to be mine throughout all time, right? He said, mm-hmm. Well, since we know that, we're about to go into Egypt, and you know you're fine. Baby, whoa, you're fine. And they're going to see how fine you are. So this, I, need, I just need you to do something for me, baby. That's all I need you to do. Just do this one thing for me. When we get up in Egypt, if anybody asks who you are, don't tell them you're my wife. I'm going to take my ring off. Oh, wait a minute. I start hearing oohs and uh-uhs already. <laughs> I'm going to take my ring off. I'm going to, like, put it in there. Leave my hand out so it can re-tan. <laughs> For my case. No, I'm talking about him. For me, re-brown. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Amen. And, and I also need you take your ring off, too. I need you to take your ring off. And when any of these guys up here in there ask you, are you my wife? Tell them, no, you my sister. This, 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 this wild now. Because he asking her, I'm putting her in a position, it's all jacked up. He's already starting to distance himself from her. Even before they even step into the midst of the situation. They're already starting to cause like a, a division and a separation to occur just by his actions. Hey, I need you to do something crazy like this. Then let's see if it stops there. And then, what verse was that? 13. He says, and then verse 14, and it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair, just like he saw. And the princes also of Pharaoh saw her, even the princes saw her, and commended her before Pharaoh, went and told her, Pharaoh. Pharaoh there's a woman up in Egypt right now that's fine in a mug. Finer than dental floss. <laughs> Back in Detroit, I used to say, finest roach hair. Praise God. But in San Antonio, the roaches look like Volkswagen. <laughs> Praise God. So I can't use that one. Praise God. <laughs> hey, about that thick looking all prehistoric and stuff, you know. Amen. <laughs> hey, they look like they use Rogaine. Praise God. And commended her before Pharaoh and the and watch this now. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Everybody said, Oh. That she that now, as a result of that, she done got snatched up and taken into somebody else's house. Now we ain't talking about on no tour to see how nice the house is. We're not talking about here, let me show you my rooms and the beautiful furniture. He taking her up in there to put make her part of the harem. Ladies in the house, hey, hey hey, you. Let's say you got a husband. Some of y'all are like that's faith. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that's married. That's what yeah. some of them are like. That's faith. <laughs> say you got a husband, <laughs> and he put you out all wrong. Pull his ring off. Have you pull your ring off? Separate. Put, cause a little distance to occur between you and him, so that he can benefit for your sake. That at your expense. That he gets over. That it costs you. But makes him better that he everything's all right with him, you know. You ever noticed that that whenever something's wrong between the two of you, it always seems like they getting over when we the one losing. anybody ever noticed that? And so and then and then after that, you make it in the city and they come and snatch you up. They say, "Ooh, you fine." So the whole thing went down. They're like, "You fine, baby." They're like, "So um, uh, you with him? Mm-hmm. No. So he kind of close to you. Who who is he then? He's your brother. Oh, well, then that mean it ain't no problem with you coming with me then. Now, you'd have thought the husband would have stood up by the end and said, hold up, no, I ain't playing for all this. It's time for me to put up my fist. You can't have my wife. That's just ungodly. That's just not correct. I've been put here by God as a protector. I'm going to make sure I don't know what happened to my wife. You think he'd step up and do the right thing, especially after all them altars he built and all that other kind of stuff. But no, she say, that say she was taken and put in the Pharaoh's house. Let me, let me paint the rest of the picture for you. When they would take them to the Pharaoh's house, they would take them to the eunuch. And the eunuch would then begin to start preparing them to be able to go to bed with the Pharaoh. He would go to cut her hair the way he like his hair is cut. Her style wouldn't be her style no more. Now he about to change her very look. He, he would cause her, I don't care what perfume she liked, if she had any. I don't care what performance you like. He put it on the one that he liked. Dress her the way he wanted to dress her, which means change her, uh, her entire look. And so, which has the opportunity to, in essence, cause it to look like it's going to change the person from being who they were to the person whom the situation now dictates. Change the person from who they were to the person that the situation now dictates.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the doors of opportunity that He has opened in our lives. Doors of opportunity that'll cause manifestations of awesome things in our lives. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of walking through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you, so that you can receive and achieve all that God has planned and prepared for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up when you do to the church and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, ladies, if your New Year's resolution is to draw closer to God, i got just the thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the sisters a Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, of my sisters, that you don't want to turn down. And Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want to plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving your breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple of sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay
0: blessed. See you tomorrow.